listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you, top of the 7 o'clock hour. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Pat Kerwin to join us one hour from now. We'll talk plenty of heat with Tony Fiorentino in about 90 minutes' time. It is the day and time for David Sampson, however. He of the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. That's a Monday through Friday thang. Live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Taped is live on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Follow him, CBS Sports HQ, CBSSports.com, and on Twitter at David, the letter P, Sampson, David P. Sampson. Top of the morning to you. Happy Valentine's Day. How are you? Oh, man, I got to get a card. <laughs> God dang it. I forgot today was the 14th. You know, I'm having a problem. I don't know if it's age. I thought we were weeks away from Valentine's Day. Weeks? All right, I got to go. <laughs> another hallmark holiday i I'm, i have a segment on nothing personal today about valentine's day and the anxiety in grade school and middle school of wondering whether or not you're going to get one of those paper valentine's day cards and people would walk into your room and uh during the course of the day and they would hand out all the valentine's day that people would be giving right and you'd be sitting there is anyone going to give me a card is anyone going to give me a card I mean, these are top flight problems, but that said, they felt serious at the time. Well, Mark, lay the question on them. All right. Well, uh, I, I kind of already know the answer to this one based on your excitement for the day, but how confident are you that there will be romance in your home tonight? The choices are very, not very, and does last Saturday count? <laughs> I am 100% sure. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's All right. Answer. That's a perfect it's answer. A slam dunk because <laughs> that poll question is faulty. And if you were doing like a White House poll, uh, you'd fail. And here's why. You didn't give the definition of what romance. In no, 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 is. no. It's self-defined. No, no, no. Whatever, quote unquote, romance. Like we specifically intentionally did not say canoodling. Then how could everyone not say 100 percent? Are you serious? Well, you can make your own fun, can't you? And I don't, and I'm not necessarily doing double entendres here. Like, what if it's just watching a Netflix show, like something that makes you happy? Well, is that necessarily romance? Is that romance (laughs) or is that happy? There's a huge canyon between those two. I'm gonna say that we're parsing words right now because for me, romance is happiness. Because when you're fighting with your significant other, you're upset or you don't have a significant other, you could argue that you have no romance. But on the other hand, if you use that as your threshold, then you're living a life of at least 62% misery. <laughs> so I redefined romance. Well, but it's true. Like, you can have a nice dinner tonight. You could, you know, you could maybe have candles lit in the house. You can have an ambiance. You can have an attitude. And then one could look at the other and go, but it's a Tuesday, okay? I'm going to bed. <laughs> I mean, and that could still qualify. Yes, it can. So there will not be candles. That's one thing that's for sure. My sort of OCD, and I'm not making fun of the concept because it is a serious one. I don't like candles. I don't even like lighting Shabbat candles on Friday nights because it's just another thing for me to worry about before I go to bed and check to make sure the candles are out. So I've eliminated that as part of my life. I do not light candles in my house. Little known factor. I've never said that publicly, but it's true. 
I was going to say, how can you worry about, you don't sleep. How do you worry about anything before you go to bed? I mean, those two hours that you spend every night resting, how can you? <laughs> I love that. I'm talking about retiring to my room with the door closed. <laughs> I don't want to have to leave my room once I'm in with the door closed, regardless of how many sheep I'm counting or book I'm reading or movies I'm watching. I don't want to have to do it. And if you knew, do you ever think about whether or not there's a camera like I used to think about my grandfather, rest in peace, him looking down at everything I'm doing during the course of the day and just being proud. Look, that's my grandson. And other times saying, I have no idea who that guy is. <laughs> well, I have to admit there are times in which I think, so are they paying attention to us in heaven the whole time? Okay. Or do they give us some privacy? Okay. I mean, you know, just one of those unending questions you know that I want answered. Heaven would be if they're looking all the time. Well, I'm just saying. Exactly. I mean, you know, as, George, as George Carlin, there are there are things I want answered when I get to heaven. As George Carlin says, when we get to the pearly gates, we're going to get a box with all our socks and pens that we lost. And then I want to ask the question, have you guys been spying on me the whole time? It has to be no. Have you guys watched the movie called, uh, uh, oh, with Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks? It's, uh, it's and, and Rip Torn, they're, they're arguing their case to go to heaven. Oh my heaven! What what is the name? This can't be happening to me on a Tuesday morning. Look it's such He's a famous movie. Do you He's know what I'm talking? I, I don't know of the movie that you speak, so I know I yes, haven't you seen do. it. Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks, and they actually have to argue in order to get to heaven. They're in purgatory, and then in heaven they have to argue their case. And they're arguing, and they go through different parts of their life where they did something not heaven worthy, and they have to explain it. Defending my life. Defending your life. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. Well, we digress. Spring we, training, baby. Our Twitch chat room, by the way, came through with that one. Hey, final thoughts on the Super Bowl. Go. It was holding. They hadn't called it all game because, like in the NBA, you can call a foul on every play. You can call a holding on every play. By the letter of the law, it's holding. But having some sense of time and place is critical for referees. And they'll tell you otherwise. They'll tell you they're taught that you make calls in the last minute the way you make calls in the first minute. But that's not actually true. And in a game like that, I would have preferred to see uh, a field goal kicked and give Hurts the last chance. I think that's better for the game. And I think it's probably the right call, even though an uncatchable ball is not the penalty, right? It doesn't have right. to be catchable for defensive holding. That said, he did impede his progress. But what Bradbury did, I loved. So don't talk about it. That was holding. Let's talk about the other times that we didn't score. The other times that we let the Chiefs score, I think that that's a better way to go about this. Now, you flip immediately to spring training. The sports world hasn't flipped the way it used to. Does that bother you that that the all the momentum right now should be towards baseball? But, you know, the NBA had a terrific Super Bowl week, an amazing Super Bowl week with the trade deadline and LeBron setting the record. And the NBA took Christmas back from maybe the NFL after stealing it from them. But uh, this is supposed to be the time where baseball people get all excited, and I don't sense the momentum. God, I love that you're asking this. The answer is yes. Monday used to be a holiday within Major League Baseball. The Monday after the Super Bowl is always the best day of the year. Better than spring training reporting dates, better than the first workout, better than your opening day, better than any day, because that's when baseball is supposed to be ours. And we have this window where we're supposed to take advantage of it, and especially during World Baseball Classic years, where pitchers and catchers are already on site because we've got the World Baseball Classic coming up in just a month. 
and the first spring training game is in like a week. But this, what we're finding now is the NFL, the way it's now on different nights of the week, and now they have Thursday night, and then they're going to have Black Friday, and basically the whole week is an NFL game. They have extended their season a little bit past Super Bowl, and I'm noticing the halo is having a bigger trail these days, and that's certainly a concern because if this halo goes right up until their draft, let's say, then all of a sudden they own the calendar, and make no mistake, that is their intention. No doubt about it, and to many a sports fan, they the NFL's number one through the draft, and that's late April. And then May through August is when other sports can grab their attention. It's our weekly chat with David Sampson. He of the daily Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast, CBS Sports HQ, CBSSports.com. Follow him on Twitter, David, the letter P, Sampson, David P. Sampson. All right, Major League Baseball made it official, what they've been doing for the last three years. Uh, I hate it. Miller and Moulton, by the way, advocate for 11-inning games, and if it ends in a tie, it ends in a tie. That's our answer to it. We don't like to gimmick up the game. Where are you with uh, the runner on second, beginning in the 10th inning in the regular season only? I can't get one vote in the ownership room, not even one vote, to ever end a game in a tie. So just take that out of your head. That's never going to happen. There is zero momentum for it. And I just draw your attention to the Bud Selig shrug at the 2013 World Series All-Star, uh, 2013 All-Star game, where it ended in a tie. I may have the year wrong. And he shrugged, and that was the end of that. No ties. The other thing we hate when you're running a team is extra inning games. I have spent so many hours on the phone during extra inning games. You're on the phone with your traveling secretary, trying to figure out flights, figuring out where your AAA affiliate is because you've got to get players to the next game because you're blowing through your bullpen. Then we've got to get another starter ready for the next game because we're warming up tomorrow's starter because we may need length in the 16th through 18th inning. Then after the game, we're making player moves. The union is in favor of the ghost runner. Why? Because more players lose service time because of extra inning games than lack of performance because you've got to get arms out and get new arms in. It's called the train between AAA and Major League Baseball. So this rule eliminates long games. And guess what? Broadcasters don't like it. Owners don't like it. Executives, players, no one likes it. How do you get rid of it? Put a guy in second base. The biggest argument they had, by the way, was how to make it so that the offensive players get credit for the stat of driving in the runner, but the pitcher does not get an earned run against him when that runner gets driven in. And that is a net positive to the union. Think about it. Every run, you take money away from a pitcher and give it to a hitter. In this case, you're giving money to hitters and not taking away money from pitchers. That's how much owners don't like long games. Well, and, and David, I would argue fans don't like it. Not argue. I would add fans don't like it because when do they leave? You know, they're not leaving in the third inning. They're, all of a sudden, the game goes on. You grab your kids. It's it's a weekday game. You know, we've hit the magical hour of 10 o'clock. I've got to get you home because fans leave when these games. No one stays till the 18th inning. We are not cricket. Bottom that's line, a hell of, that's a hell of a results. marketing slogan, by the way. Major League Baseball, we are not cricket. No? I'm in. I thought we were out of time. I thought you were doing a hard out right there. No, no, no. That I was gave a great Marcus way to signal. end it. Gave oh, Marcus that's the two-minute signal? Two minutes. Yeah. I thought that you were just, like, doing something with your fingers. 
Now I'm going to know that that's two minutes. Two he was minutes. wanting. To, he was running to run a really quick play because he thought the ball may have touched the right. ground on that one, David. Yeah. That right. rule makes me crazy. You cannot do that. And we've seen Philadelphia. We've seen Philadelphia be the beneficiary of that twice, where there's a call that should have been reversed, and they try to run a quick play. I get the concept, but I think the NFL is going to change the rule on that and make sure. Did you see what the referees did? They said their substitution problem. We've got to give the defense time to substitute, which gave them time then to challenge, which ended up being the correct challenge that Andy Reid did. I think the rules committee in the NFL is going to work on that. And we agree with you, and we think that they should. David Sampson, joining us every Tuesday at this time. Happy Valentine's Day, you Go get that card. You. I love your red shirt, man. Way to go, David. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, the answer on this show, David, was no way from both of us. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening. The Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Happy Valentine's Day. We know it's a little awkward. It's a Tuesday. And that's why we have the poll question that we have. In honor of Valentine's Day, albeit on a Tuesday, Will there be, and we chose this word purposely, romance in your life tonight? Okay. Maybe, basically, yes, no, maybe so. But, you know, the answers are a little different than that. Yes, no, or does last Saturday count? That's my only chance. So, you know, Miller and Moulton are a, no way, man. It's Tuesday. No I mean, chance. I mean, I've got flowers. I've got a card. I'm going to make a nice dinner. <laughs> no chance. And none. 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 Zero. Zilch. Nada. But, you know, Mark's just, you know, me, I'm not even doing any of that. In fact, you know by now, if you've listened for any length of time, I get chastised. What'd you spend the money for? Yeah, you well, should get one of those like dried flowers you could pull out once a year and go, here you go, and she'd be so happy go. with it. Exactly. And then I then the next day I gotta take it back. No, honey, I need that for next year. Give me that back. Right. Yeah, the romantic life I have, my wife asked me this morning if I was going to invite my mother over for dinner tonight. <laughs> she knows Nothing a nice dinner. Why, why don't you invite mom over? That's great. Oh. We'll have the daughter, the mother, and the wife. Oh, this'll be just lovely. <laughs> Might as well put on the really good cologne tonight. So that's our poll question. That Mark Miller, the David Moulton on Twitter, floridasportsnetwork.com. Vote accordingly. So we got sent a list the other day, David, of all of the NFL unrestricted free agents. Think about how big of a goober you have to be that a friend in your life says, do you know what Miller and Moulton would really appreciate? How about if I send them a list of all the unrestricted football free agents? I mean, honestly, on the loser scale of 1 to 10, where does that rank? We're like a 23, I think. What's worse is I printed it out. (laughs) (laughs) And to see the quarterback list 
in print is a scary proposition for those teams that need quarterbacks. Uh, lay it on me, baby. Because lay it, it starts me. with Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, and Geno Smith. But we all expect that those three guys are going to be with their current teams, one way, shape, or another. Correct. Either a contract extension or they get tagged. I'll start reading the names off, and you can stop me when you want one of them. Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think people will be after him. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Mike White, Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, Taylor Heineke, Joe Flacco, Nathan Peterman, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. So Jameis isn't on that list? Jameis is not on the list. Interesting. I mean, he'll definitely ask for his release from New Orleans. I mean, and they may be more than willing to give it to him since they don't want to play him. And all and obviously Derek Carr is not on the list because he's not an unrestricted free agent. He's under contract for at least another 23 minutes. So he'll join that list. So basically, you're looking at Carr and Garoppolo. Yes. Or trading for somebody else's quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> By the way, he's about to enter the darkness, isn't he? Remember, he said he was going to wait until after the Super Bowl. I mean, that's got to be starting right about now. May have already started. Wait? Well, come on. Don't you have to wait till after Valentine's Day? Who's he got to wait for? Uh, the daughter of the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, that's there. right. They're kind of sort of dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, she's in her mid-20s. I, I mean, come on. She's like 26 or something like that. I mean, you come on. You, you got to. I mean, I know you're Aaron Rodgers and all, but you, you got to deliver. I mean, you know, you 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 have game, but you only have so much game. You're near the end of the road, and she's the daughter of a billionaire. I mean, come on now. I mean, you you can't go into the darkness for four days just yet. You gotta card flowers, you know, chocolate, then darkness is what you're telling me. Well, at the very least, at the very least, yes. And I wouldn't take her to a Milwaukee Bucks game either. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, and they're home tonight for the Celtics. I mean, that's an Eastern Conference Finals preview. I mean, that may sound good on paper, but I would avoid going there, Aaron. That's just me. So, I mean, if you see him sitting courtside, I don't think that's a good sign, personally. But, you know, what do I know? Although I know more than him. I've been married 26 years. I will say this is a tough night, too, for, you know, just a Valentine's. This is the tough night for servers. I feel badly for all the servers tonight. Yeah. This is amateur night. This is another amateur night. This is we're going out to Valentine's Day. I'm going to spend more than I normally spend in a restaurant. I don't know how to tip. I don't know how to act. (laughs) But it's not a Friday, Saturday Valentine's Day where, you know, you're you're really in the mood and, and what have you. It's a Tuesday. I mean, you're. You're going to get a lot of 18 to 22% tonight. And they hog the table for a long time because they're being romantic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You always have the servers in mind. I've always always respected that about you. Valentine's Day sucks as a server. 
So you don't get the big drinkers. You don't really ever get the big tippers. You, one would think, oh, everybody goes out to dinner. No, no, just a bunch of deuces that are sitting there too long and not tipping enough. So for those right. of you going out tonight, extra five bucks. That's all. Make make your server right. feel as special as you're trying to make the lady in your life feel. Right. You know, because there will be no canoodling tonight. It's a Tuesday. Okay. So, you know, throw the extra, you know, 10, 20 down on the table. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and don't take uh, the billionaire's daughter to an NBA game tonight. You know, th- those are our two tips tonight tough night to host games although i don't know in milwaukee maybe going to a bucks game is romantic (laughs) i i don't know you know what (laughs) upon further review you have a good point (laughs) Uh, time now for the clutch vodka play of the day Felipe, what do we have? I don't think it's that ridiculous to say that Damian Lillard is one of the best three-point shooters of all time, and he proved that again last night. He had a 40 bomb, and he had this deep three to end the quarter at the buzzer. Point six. A blazer can cap, dribble, and then get it off if he needs to. No dribble. Dame from deep. Yes, sir. Dame from way downtown. Dame distance, and he finishes the quarter with the 10th three-pointer for the Blazers in the period. They hit like 23 of them or something ridiculous last night. Right, 22 in the first three quarters, one in the fourth. And that's your Clutch Vodka play of the day. That's Clutch with a K. Check them out at ClutchSpirits.com and go look for Clutch Vodka anywhere that you are buying your spirits. Lillard with 40 last night. 30 in the first half. Still has not asked to be traded from Portland. You got to figure it's this offseason or he's a lifer. I think he's a lifer. You know, he really does look and sound like a lifer. Yeah. Not many of those anymore. In the oh, my goodness. You damn near count them on one hand. Udonis Haslam. About, they're already talking about Luka leaving Dallas. Seriously. I, I mean, it's 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 remarkable what's, what's going on in that league right now. And not all of it in a good way either. Miller and Moulton. Pat Kerwin coming up. Top of the 8 o'clock hour. Text lines are open at 21,000. Your take on Valentine's Day on the other side. Miller and Moulton. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton. Only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. A terrific eight o'clock hour in store. Pat Kerwin at the top of the hour. Tony Fiorentino, Heat Legend at the bottom of the hour. It's Valentine's Day. I'm wearing red. Come on, wear some bright colors today. Don't be afraid to go pink if you have to. Be bold. I mean, come on, it's a Tuesday. I mean, you know, it's not like it's going to be a normal Valentine's Day. And that's implied in our in our poll question. Yes, that's right. We, are, we have a poll question. Apparently, Mark's determined that we're going to have five of them this week, which I don't think we've done since 
you know, the, you know, Bush 43 presidency, but okay. All right. Two for two. What's our question again? How's it worded? Happy Valentine's Day. How confident are you that there will be romance in your home tonight? Less than 15% of you say they are very confident that there will be romance in their home tonight. And that's just romance. I mean, remember, dinner, candles, bottle of wine, that qualifies. Unless you normally do that on a Tuesday. Not very, coming in at 67%, and does last Saturday count, getting 18.5% of the vote. There we go. Make it happen, Knight. Making a stand. <laughs> That's our poll question. That Mark Miller, the David Moulton on Twitter, floridasportsnetwork.com. Vote accordingly. Remember, don't be shy. The results are anonymous. David, very much in the Valentine's Day spirit with his bright red shirt on. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'm wearing a beer t-shirt. And yet one of us is cooking dinner, going to have flowers, you know, candles. And that's the guy with the hams t-shirt. Not me. I got nothing going on tonight. Zip, zilch, not a Tuesday night. What is FBI on? CBS? That's very exciting. If you were in the Northeast where they have the White Castles you could make a reservation at, would you take your wife to the White Castle? My mother and one of her good friends have a 5 o'clock reservation at White Castle tonight. Yep. My mother and a teacher friend that she's known for 40-plus years. Yep. Both single, you know. Five o'clock tonight, White Castle. Reservations. She said, and this is not my mother's first White Castle on Valentine's Day, by the way. There is apparently a gentleman at this particular White Castle who goes alone every year. And my mother has said that she won't do that, not because she won't eat alone, because obviously she does that a lot, but because on Valentine's night, she doesn't want to take up a table for two or four by herself. Because, you know, that big Valentine's Day destination, White Castle. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. If I lived in the Northeast, I'd be all over it. And I'd be the guy, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, just behave a certain way, you know, all you know, suave and debonair. No, 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 I'd be there with at least 12 cheeseburgers. By myself. Oh, you wouldn't even bring your wife to White Castle. You'd just go alone. Well, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, that I'm alone. I mean, if I'm in the Northeast, she's left me. You know, I've relocated. So, no, I couldn't take my wife. No, she would leave me over that. Where we That is good to know. I, yeah. I hold her in a lot higher regard, and I hold your wife in very high regard, but the fact that she would not do that with you, I feel really no. good about hearing that. No, I think it's a character flaw on her part, but that's okay. We can agree to disagree. So, hey, uh, you know how you got excited when a friend of our mutual friend sent you the list of uh, unrestricted free agents in the NFL? Yep. Right. Made my day. Right. Well, you know what I've been getting all geeky about lately? (laughs) And there's so many things. Where do I start? (laughs) Okay. But. You know, the SEC, now that Oklahoma and Texas are coming on board, baby, 2024, we got to put a schedule together. Yes, we do. 
And we got to figure out who's everybody's three schools they're going to play every year. And if you don't think this is a big deal, try doing it. All right. In fact, Mark, that's what I would do if I was at a White Castle. I'd sit there with a piece of paper and a pen. All right. And I need anywhere from 12 to 24 cheeseburgers while trying to map out the SEC schedule grid. Well, let's just start with the Gators. <laughs> okay. Remember, Georgia. Three. Yeah, Georgia's obvious. No, I, I, yeah. I know. And then beyond that, what's obvious? Well, because remember, you may have schools that you want for yourself. You don't think there are other schools that want them? Here, like I'll give you an example, Florida. Can I answer the Florida question by bringing up other schools? Tennessee. What's Tennessee's list going to be? It's going to start with Alabama. Damn right it is. And you got to figure Vandy, right? I mean, you have to figure Vandy. But I've seen a list like here. Bud Elliott has spent two weeks on this. Like every day he comes up with a different version. The one he put out this morning at 7 a.m. has Tennessee's three schools as Bama, South Carolina, and Kentucky. Remember, Kentucky's a, a border game. Now, Tennessee doesn't consider it the rivalry that Kentucky does. That's actually the biggest SEC game on Kentucky's schedule every year is Tennessee. But, you know, South Carolina's got their hand raised. They want Georgia, but they want Florida. You know, you're going to give it to them. Like, you know, Bud came up with Georgia, Tennessee, and Vandy for South Carolina. I have to admit, the latest schedule that he came up with for Florida is the craziest one I've seen. Georgia, Kentucky, Oklahoma. See, that's the other thing. You may go, ooh, yeah, well, you gotta, we got to put a schedule together. We got 16 schools here. Okay, you know, there's going to be a eh, along the way. Like, for example, do Alabama. Auburn. Figure, okay, got to do Auburn. And what's the third or fourth Saturday in October? Tennessee. Okay, so now pick the other one. And no You know what's been in my head has been Old Miss with them? Okay. And I know here's, there's... Maybe it's because I watched a little book of Manning SEC storied over the weekend. and Here's the one for me with Alabama that no one will think of. You do know they're 80 miles from Starkville. Starkville's almost twice as close to Tuscaloosa as Auburn. Auburn's over 150 miles from Tuscaloosa. Starkville's 82. It's connected by U.S. Route 82. I mean, seriously, you go to the north end of Tuscaloosa, you make a left. You drive for an hour and 10 minutes, you get off the highway, you make another left. And then you pull into Davis Wade Stadium. And so no one thinks about Mississippi State. But, you know, if Alabama, if you were to do it by biggest and then also you really two schools 80 miles apart are not going to be. I mean, Mississippi State's like, listen, we got to play Ole Miss and we got to play Bama. You can give the third game, don't care who you give us, but we got to play these two. And, you know, you tell me, Mark, is Mississippi State going to get Bama on the schedule? 
80 miles. How many rivalries are within 80 miles of one another? Are you not going to give Tennessee Vandy? First off, Tennessee's like, well, hell, we want it because we win 19 out of 20. But the other thing is, it's Nashville. I mean, come on, you're Tennessee. You, you got business to do here. You got a lot of alums here. We need this game on the schedule every year. Well, okay. So now you got Bama and you got Vandy. Uh, Georgia or Florida, which one you losing? Right, or both because you're getting Kentucky. Yeah. You know, Gator Dad in our Twitch chat room, UF has to play UT. Can't spell citrus without it. That good good line. 25 years old, but a good line still. By the way, did you see Spurrier got a street named after him? I think it's the street that his restaurant's on. Steve Spurrier Way, which had me ask the question, what the hell took so long? Seriously? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, he's just now getting a street named after him? And not a building, but that's a whole other point. <laughs> right. But anyway, so, you know, you start to do this. Like, you know, Texas. Here's the funny thing. A&M wants no part of them. No, seriously, they are angry still. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're getting each other. You're damn right they are. And Texas is getting Oklahoma. Okay, so now who you got left? Arkansas? Well, if so, man, put the Southwest Conference back together again. But then you have the schools like Missouri. They're going to get three schools. Even though you don't yeah. really want them to, they have to get three also. Right. Mm-hmm. And for the last, you know, Bud Elliott exercise, Missouri's three would be Oklahoma, Arkansas, Mississippi State. A&M, by the way, Texas, LSU, Mississippi State. Oh, I'm yeah. So think about it here. I mean, you know, Florida's played LSU now for what thirty years, twenty five years. That's been the crossover game. If you're a Gator fan, I mean, that rivalry's gotten a little nasty. Actually, there's been some epic games in that rivalry in the last twenty years. You want to lose that? Do you want to go back to playing Auburn regularly? That used to be a thing. Meanwhile, Auburn's well, like, hold on a second. No chance. Because, I mean, maybe, but Auburn's getting Georgia and Alabama. Exactly. So Auburn's like, hold on, you want to give us Florida? Seriously? What do we ever do to you? And that's why I look at Georgia. They're going to get the Gators. They're going to get Auburn. Who's their third? Tennessee? South Carolina? Right. Kentucky? So... This, to me, is interesting. You know, we talked about this. We thought that we're going to go to the four four-team divisions. So you'd have the, your three that you played every year. And remember, when we thought that we're going to go to that mark, we wondered, so what's Florida's division going to be? Are we just going to keep it geography? Are we going to go Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina? Boom, boom, boom. I mean, seriously, if you're a Gator fan right now, George is the obvious. Who are the other two? Who are the other two? I mean, right now, if you had to bet, Mark, I don't think the Florida-Tennessee game survives. If I had to bet right now with who has to be on Tennessee's schedule for Tennessee, all right, I don't think there's – we think there's one spot left for Tennessee, 
We really think they're going to give them Florida over Georgia? I don't know if LSU Florida survives this. I don't know if it does either. And if you think about it, outside of Florida State, those are the two staples. You know, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Florida State. Basically, every year, those are the four big games. And we think two of them right now, if we had to throw $20 in the middle of the pot, eh, two of them could go away. And who do you want if you're a Gator fan? And don't just say, you know, I want Mississippi State and Vandy so I can get two wins. I mean, imagine you actually have to buy tickets. Remember, you Georgia's not a, you know, well, not a home at home. It, this is seeming like it will be a home game sooner than later. <laughs> this exercise spells the end of the cocktail party, if you ask me. By the way, in Bud Elliott's little schedule here, Georgia's three are Auburn, Florida, and you got to figure those two are locked in, right? And he gave them South Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised. Which means that Georgia, Tennessee goes away. If you're Tennessee, you're going to lose Florida and Georgia every year on your schedule? It may help you win, <laughs> but the home schedule for tickets may suck. Because that means they probably end up with Kentucky. Alabama, Vandy, Kentucky. Right. So, that's just, you print out that unrestricted free agent list. You just keep crossing off guys one at a time when they sign. All right. Very sexy on Valentine's Day. I'm just going to sit here with my SEC slates as to what the schedules are going to look like. You know, proposal number 14. Proposal number 29. That's what I got going on. Unrestricted free agency and SEC future schedules. It's how Miller and Moulton spend a Valentine's Day. <laughs> how, do you, how do you not spell romance with that? Sexy. Look at all these D linemen that are unrestricted free agents. And who the hell's Vanderbilt going to play for their third conference game? Pat Kerwin, he's next. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network.